Hello everyone, I'm your host Ava Collins. And I'm your host Gavin Black. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Pasta Podcast, where we discuss and inform you all on creepy pastas. First we will talk about the word and where it came from, and the first few stories about it. The word creepypasta is made from the word copypasta, which means to copy-paste a story over and over again until it becomes a variation of the original story. It was first used on a site called 4chan in 2007. 4chan is an old image board website where people posted stories and other things. The first found story that got really popular is the story of Ted the Caver. It was a first-person perspective story of Ted as he and several friends explored an increasingly frightening cave system. Many creepypasta villains go straight for the kill. Eyeless Jack takes his sweet time, having no mouth or nose to speak of, and eye sockets blacker than the void. Eyeless Jack makes up for his lack of features by stealing others. Arriving through a window in the depths of the night, black slime oozing from what orifices he has. Eyeless Jack will cut you open, but thankfully feel undisturbed. He'll only take one thing. Should his prey come to their senses, he becomes violent and gore-focused, mutilating victims in his way. What I'm about to tell you next is a story from a man named Mitch. In the original story, Mitch moves in with his brother Edwin after his house is foreclosed. A week later, Mitch wakes up with a large gash on his cheek. After going to the hospital, the doctor reveals that Mitch's left kidney had been surgically removed overnight. Around midnight that night, Mitch wakes to see Eyeless Jack over his bed, wearing a blue mask with liquid black dripping from the empty eye sockets behind the mask. Mitch manages to grab his camera and take a photo before Jack attacks, clawing at his chest. Mitch escapes and flees into the woods, where he is tripped and is knocked unconscious. When Mitch awakens in the hospital, it is revealed to him that Edwin had been killed that previous night. His parents drive him to the house to collect his belongings. When he enters, Mitch sees Edwin's corpse and a small object lying next to it. He observes it and finds that it is his left kidney, with a bite taken out of it, covered in a black substance. Wow, that's gruesome, but pretty cool. You're gross, but yeah, it is pretty cool. I really should have started with this, but Eyeless Jack wasn't always a cannibalistic monster who has a craving for kidneys. While the story itself is non-canon, the most popular origin story of Eyeless Jack is from the creator Sally Williams. Jack Nichols was just like any other average college student. His only real friend was his peer and roommate, Greg. Eventually, he found a sort of friendship with another peer, Jenny, and a small group of her friends. Jack later on discovered that the group turns out to be a cult worshipping a demon named Chernabog, with Jack involuntarily making a sacrifice to be a son of Chernabog. Jenny and her friends proceed to blind Jack by pouring hot tar-like substance into his eyes, thus killing him in the process. His body is soon possessed as he butchers Kenny and the others, ripping off their masks, slashing their throats, and disemboweling them. He took their kidneys afterward presumably as a sort of prize, or the fact that it was some way related to the cult. I can't imagine having someone pour hot tar into my eyes. Maybe in the winter, though. It gets too cold.
the Slenderman, also known as Slenderman, is an urban legend which branches across the web as a figure with a distinct myth. Overall, he is a main antagonist of this myth. Slenderman popularly appears as a demon or entity outside the known physical reality of the universe that abducts and mentally traumatizes people, particularly children, although works rarely elaborates on what he does with his victims. Then they usually assume that he kills them or takes them to another dimension. The methods widely consider that he is a faceless, pale man in a suit. Persona, persona is only a similar form, and that his true form is beyond comprehension for mortals. The methods also assume that he may have long-term have a long-term goal in mind, but a substantial work number of works leave the uncertainty and imply that he operates on small areas or groups of individuals only. He's widely recognized as a short a pop culture icon and is known as a very controversial figure, comprised of a prime example of a creepypasta villain at its best. Being featured in many fictional stories around the web, Slenderman motivations are very depending on the version, but the original has him as a monster that despises humanity and takes pleasure in sadistically torturing them before devouring them. A small group of people believe that he is real and has sightings from diverse locations. On a Friday night in the late spring of 2014, in the small drab city of Waukesha, Wisconsin, a trio of sixth-grade girls got together to celebrate Morgan Jaser's birthday. They skated for hours under the disco lights at the roller rink. Tame, mousy hair, Peyton Luther, known as Bella, Anissa Weiner with her shaggy brown mop top, and Morgan, the best friend they had in common, with her moon of a face, big glasses, and blonde hair. They were three not-so-popular girls at Horing Middle School, a little more childish than the others, a little more obsessed with fantasy and video games, and making up scary stories. Morgan cast herself as a creative weirdo, and she related to her new friend, An Anissa, on this level. Through science fiction, Anissa, who had almost no other friends, had moved down the block after her parents' recent divorce. When they got back to the birthday girl's house, they greeted the cats, played games on their tablets, and headed to Morgan's bedroom, where they finally fell asleep, all three together in a puppy pile in a twin-sized loaf bed. In the morning, the girls made a game out of hurling clumps of silly putty up at the ceiling. They role-played for a while uh, as the android from the Star Trek and the troll and the princess. Then ate breakfast and donut, breakfast of donuts and strawberries. Morgan got her mother's permission to walk to the small park nearby as they headed to the playground. Bella in the lead, Morgan lifted her plaid jacket to show Anissa what she had tucked in her waistband, a steak knife. From the kitchen, Anissa was not surprised. They had talked about this moment for months. After some time 
on the swings, and Lisa suggested they play hide-and-seek in the stubborn woods at the park edge. They're just a few feet beyond the tree line. Morgan and Nisa Q stabbed Bella in the chest. She didn't stab. She stabbed her again and again and again in her arms, in the legs, near the heart. By the time Morgan stopped, she had stabbed her 19 times. Bella, screaming, rose up, but she couldn't walk straight. Anissa braced her by the arm. Both of them were small, and she and Morgan led her deeper into the trees, farther away from the trail. They ordered Bella to lie down on the ground. They claimed they would go and get help. Lying on the dirt and leaves, the back of her shirt turning damp with blood, slowly bleeding out in the wound. Bella was left to die. About five hours later, and a few miles away, rushing in the grass along Interstate 94, Megan and Nisa were picked up by a pair of sheriff deputies. The deputies approached them carefully, aware of the girls were possible suspects in the stabbing. But confused by their age, one of the men noticed blood on Morgan's clothes and handcuffed her. When he asked if she was injured, she said no. Then where did the blood come from? I was forced to stab my best friend. Morgan and Anissa did not know that Bella, against all odds, had survived. Again, after their arrest, over the course of nearly nine combined hours of interviews, they claimed that they were compelled to kill her by a monster they had encountered online. When discovered, the girls were making their way to him, heading to Wisconsin Nicolette National Forest on foot. Almost 200 miles north, they were convicted that once, if they were pushed farther and farther into the nearly 700,000 acre forest, they would find them mansion in which their monster dwells and he would... Morgan and Anissa had packed for the trip granola bars, water bottles, and photos by which to remember their families. Though they were both of very young, Midwestern and 12, they had been chosen for a dark and unique destiny that none of their junior high classmates could possibly understand. Drawn into the forest and the service of a force much greater and more mysterious than anything in their suburban American lives, what drew them out there has a name, Slenderman, a faceless and pale and impossibly tall. His symbol is the letter X inside a circle. Thank you guys so much for actually trying to deal with us while we yeah. attempt to read a script here. Um, we, we, we did our best. We, we failed a lot. We failed a lot. There are so many bloopers. We're not showing any of them. We might show one of them. Perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. Well, I hope everybody who's watching this is having a good morning, day, or night. I'm your host, David Collins. And I'm your host, Gavin Black. And goodbye from the Pasta Podcast. See ya. Okay. Gavin, do you mind if I ask you a few uh, questions about the podcast today? Sure, go ahead. What are, you, what are your thoughts on I Was Dead? Well, story is kind of weird, but... The thought of him is kind of cool, though. Like, the designs that people create and what he does. Not necessarily what he does, but the designs that people create so of him. interested in um, <laughs> how he works. And kind of, yeah. How his platform has just yeah. gone. Sure. Because from the beginning, he, nobody knew who he was. No. And uh, he was actually created by 
the same creator who made Sally Williams, who is another creepy pasta. Correct. Um, but amazing character. If he was real, I'd be scared. But yeah. I think it'd be really cool to have an interview with him. And <laughs> what did <laughs> you know? He goes psycho and they're awake. Yeah. So which kind of means that would never happen. But it'd be cool though. I'd like to see his perspective of why he does things. I don't think he can see. He doesn't have any eyes. That's what I'm getting at. Okay, good point. <laughs> but how does he get into windows? Because there are a few stories where he gets into windows from like two story buildings. What do you mean? So he just jumps. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. No. No, he just doesn't have legs. He's just silver. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, and may I ask you about Slenderman? Um, Slenderman is one of the oldest creepypastas that I know of. He was the second creepypasta. First one was technically... Um, no. One that I know of. The first one was Herobrine, which is technically a creepypasta. So he was the first one that I ever found out of. Slenderman was the second one, which was kind of cool. I saw him from like an animation, I think. I remember from what, but it was an animation of him. Uh, there's one animation that I really like. It's um, from the, it's, it's, it goes to the song of my song's Note You Did in the Dark by mm. Fall Out Boy and it was uh, Slenderman and Jeff McKellar fighting. Which oh, I've was seen really that one cool. actually. Yeah, yeah I've seen that one. That one's really cool. Um, personally, Slenderman is one of the, my least favorite because he's, everybody knows who he is. He's pretty basic. That's he's, true, yeah. He's got a few brothers. We don't talk about they're them. They're weird. Yeah, they're weird. They're weird. Uh, there's Trenderman, Offenderman, Slenderman, and I think, no, that's it. That's it? Okay. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's correct. Slenderman is one of the basic creepypastas. Yeah. Everyone knows about him. Who's your favorite? Uh, my favorite? I don't really know. There are a lot of them. Personally, my favorite is Eyeless Jack. He's got such a, a very diverse backstory. And there's only one version of that backstory, so that makes it very unique. Yeah. Because with Jeff the Killer, there's one where Jane the Killer and Louie are in it, and one where it's only Jeff, and it, he just starts out that way, which is <clears throat> not true. Yeah, to say that's the true. Least. His Jeff the Killer, he's a very cool one. We'll actually talk about that next in our next podcast. But he has a really cool backstory, in my opinion. He does. And I was Jack. His fan base is cool, and like fan base is cool, and the story of him is really cool as well. Yeah, there are a bunch of other stories about him. Um, who's who's your least favorite? My least favorite. Um, out of like the popular pastas, or just all of them? them. Uh, I'll just do it out of like the ones that I know. And like the popular ones that I know, my least favorite is probably like Laughing Jack. I just don't like how he looks. He's like a clown and stuff. Yeah, Laughing at Jack is weird because he's also a rapist and a you know, Oh yeah, I forgot. And a pedophile. Yeah. But he was good at one point, and then everybody just started ignoring him. 
personally, my least favorite, I have to say, is Rake. That's uh, true. For all of the viewers out there who don't know uh, who Laughing Jack is, it's a a clown who... He appears as a clown. He appears as a clown who's, like, in mo- very monotone. But he's not a very happy girl. No. And then Rake is a figure that you'd see generally in the woods. Where... Very, very pale. Very, very ugly. Um, I mean, that's a lot I of suggest them, you, I suggest you go look him up, because it's a very interesting creepypasta. It's yeah. just not my most, it's not my forte. Yeah. I, what are your thoughts on, like, the smiling dog? Smiling dog? Yeah, like, smiley dog and the cat, whatever. Grinny. Grinny, yeah. Uh, smiling dog is one of the first few that I saw. I actually don't like him, though, like. I don't know why. Just the thought of a dog being creepypasta just is kind of weird. I, I understand how because like Hill House was done. Yeah, um, that's, true. That's but... a pretty popular myth. Yeah. And with Granny, I don't know how. I haven't really looked into Granny yeah. too much. I just know like I've seen the pictures of Granny, but I've never read the backstory of it, so I don't really know much about Granny and stuff. Yeah. Well, we're going to end it here. Uh, thank you for answering my questions and having a lovely chat with me. Yeah. Okay.